What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today we are back with another edition of The Betting Show as we head into what is a fairly busy weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. We have uh, the UFC returning for the first time uh, in a couple of weeks. We have a very good uh, one championship card. Uh, I have a preview for that out, so if you haven't already seen it, please check that out. There's Octagon as well this weekend, which I actually have one bet from. It's a really, really good Octagon card. Um, and there is more in mixed martial arts as well. And we will get into all of the bets for that as we go along here but let's start uh by looking back at uh at last week's bets and we, we had a we had a pretty good weekend unfortunately i i actually had a debt in the family and i didn't manage to see all of the mixed martial arts but i got all the results anyway and um it was for the for the betting crew it was it, it was a, a pretty good week Again, though, as, as seems to it seems to happen like this, a few of the fights got cancelled, so we're actually only down to three bets, like the week before, uh, and two of those three bets hit, so not so bad there at all. Um, just to go over the, the five bets, Danny McCormick at minus 165, she won and she won really comprehensively, obviously that was one of the, the fights I did manage to, 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 to catch with the, uh, the bit of Irish bias there, so we had to catch it, but there was there was no bias in the result and, and in the pick either. Danny looked, I think, phenomenal, it was by far the best performance of her career and uh, she got the finish and all of that and that minus 165 price do you know I, I kind of said last week it was a good price looking back it's an even better price it probably should have been minus 265 even a little bit more she dominated that fight and won it and did really really well uh, the Samantha Jean-Francois fight was uh, cancelled the, the, the day before uh, at the Wayans uh, Albert Diaz was the, the loss he uh, lost at minus 225 that's a fight I'm definitely going to go back and, and check out um and then the Kalindra Faria fight as well didn't end up happening. I believe, uh, there was a, a weight issue or something there, I believe. So that flyer didn't end up happening either. And then the other bet, well, <laughs> this was, uh, uh, do you know, sometimes I, I get unlucky with bets and, and I say it, and sometimes I get lucky with bets and I say it. This, this may be, do you know what? I'm not sure which category this falls in. Maybe the lucky part. But uh, uh, my other bet was at plus 100, a knockdown in either rounds one, two or three of Fury versus Nganu. Now, I didn't think it'd be Nganu getting the knockdown, but he did get it. So that was a winning bet at plus 100. And, uh, you know, just briefly, I suppose I haven't had a chance to speak about that yet. And I, I did I did two different podcasts about Francis Ngannou, um, uh when he left the UFC or the UFC, whatever happened there. And in another one, when he signed for the PFL, and uh, I actually went back and I watched the or listened to the um, the second one. Uh, all these podcasts are also available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and all that. And audio. If you don't want to just watch, you can listen to them as well. Um, and I remember I, I said in that one, it's like I was unsure how this decision would go, but it was a great decision. It was a great short term, it was a great medium term. We'll see in the long term. Uh, but I think all that has changed now because any like I had a few questions over it, and I I was kind of even turning to the positive before. All of this happening, but now the fact that he beat Tyson Fury, like he won that fight. There, there's, there's no shred of doubt about that. He won that. Like, and I, I actually love the fact that everyone is like, yeah, he did win it. Like, who cares? Like, well, who cares about the result? He was the winner. Uh, his, like, his whole life has changed because I, I think he had the medium term sorted. The long term was the biggest issue, but now the medium term is even better and bigger than it's ever going to be because he's going to get at least one, if not two, if not three, more massive 
boxing matches and like it was always kind of like I'll get the one big boxing match then he should do well for PFL and then we'll see kind of what happens after that but now he's going to be set for life out of the boxing alone and it's all gravy after that so fair play to Francis I was always I was always like hoping it would go well I didn't think it would at the very start then when he signed for PFL I was like well this is pretty good and now it's like this is unbelievable so I, I am uh, I'm delighted for Francis and uh, hopefully we can all make as much money as Francis this week with these five bets as we transition over to um, to talk about this week's bets and I'm going to start with the UFC I'm going to start with the main event um Bet one in the heavyweight division, and in my opinion, here's a, here's a, here's a, a here's a wild statement for you: the best heavyweight we've seen in the UFC since Francis Ngannou, Jailton Almeida, and I'm going with him to win via submission at minus one two five over Derek Lewis. Now, two of our fights got cancelled last week, and the last I heard, Derek Lewis was getting arrested. So I'm I'm hoping this one isn't cancelled. I hope this fight actually happens, but I'd say it will, and I'd say we'll we'll be okay. But no, nah, nah, I don't even think that was me. Now nah, that guy had hair. You seen the picture? I don't got no hair. That ain't me. I don't know. Um, I I think look, it's it's a bit of a nightmare matchup for Derek Lewis if we're being honest and I think a whole lot of Jailton Almeida I think he's a, a really fantastic fighter um, it's funny my well, well we'll get to the second bet in a second but my two I I would say maybe not top prospects the two of my favourite prospects my two top prospects at like between middleweight and heavyweight I would say are, are both fighting on this card this weekend and we'll obviously we'll, 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 a bit of a spoiler we'll get to the second one in a second but I, I just think Almeida is a fantastic fighter there's a question mark over whether he should be heavyweight or light heavyweight that's a question I think we will get answered over the next three or four fights because I think it'll either be an issue or he'll become champion uh, and if it's an issue he'll go down to light heavyweight and he could very well become champion there but this is actually, do you know what, so his initial matchup was supposed to be Curtis Blades, which in my opinion was a much better fight and a much stiffer test and all of that. But this is a test in a different way, right? And not to say that Curtis Blades, uh, it, it, you know, so the point I'm about to make is the size and the strength and all that in the regular. So not to say Curtis Blades did not, but he is it in a different way, in a more wrestling way, in a more technical tactical way maybe whereas Derek Lewis although he's been fighting a more technical um, game over the last how many maybe three four five fights uh, he is just he is that big brute he is the big heavy tough guy like I always thought you know John Jones coming off a long layoff if he was going up the heavyweight a few years ago Derek Lewis would have been the perfect matchup you know he's ranked top five or six or whatever it might be he's a big massive guy if you can take him down if you can brutalize him on the ground that shows that it's the size is not a massive factor and then you can go on and fight the very very top guys obviously for Jelta and Mida it's it, that's more applicable because he's not the champion of one of the greatest fighters we've ever seen obviously a champion from the weight class below uh, like Jones so it's a massive test for him there I think he can pass it massively um, I, I think I, I was chatting to someone the other day, uh, or, or a couple of weeks ago actually, about this doing kind of a show about, you know, I, I do a show over in Severe May called The Contender, and we look at whether, pick out, you know, whether it's Almeida or, or whoever else it might be, can they become, can they fight for title, can they be a champion and all of that, uh, and one of the 
one of the biggest chats was about the size and about whether he could uh, overcome that size and still be as dominant as he was. Because when you're a guy who you know picks people up and takes people down, it's not very easy. Like I always thought about Colby Covington after he lost to Usman a couple of times. I was like, Jesus, Colby would be dead set on going to middleweight. Like the fact that you know, for for a few years there was two kickboxers atop the division. If he went up there, like, well, I'd say Colby would have a pretty good chance of taking them lads down. And I think it was Artem Labov actually, and a couple of more people said like, there's a big difference between wrestling guys at one seventy and one eighty five. Like that, you know, try, try to pick up something and then put an extra fifteen pounds on it and try to pick it up again. It's not that simple, and it's you know, it is a valid point, and that's even more so at heavyweight, right? So this is the test, I think, for, for Almeida. My opinion is he'll pass it. My opinion is Derek Lewis doesn't have the best takedown defense in the world. His best takedown defense is an uppercut, let's be honest, or a big shot coming in. He's actually pretty good at landing them, as the aforementioned uh, Curtis Blades found out. Um, but I do think Almeida is crafty enough to avoid it, and he's quick enough. And he's strong enough to avoid it and then get inside and get the takedown he needs. Um, and I think that'll be the, the, the beginning and, and end of the fight. Now, my bet is minus one, two, five to him to win by submission. And I'm always a bit picky with Derek Lewis uh, in terms of picking him to uh, to lose by submission. I think, you know, a lot of these, the, the lads he fought, maybe people think, okay, they're going to take him down and it's, you know, uh, uh, submit him. And he, he's only been submitted, let me just check in, twice in his career. Obviously, his last loss was a submission loss and, and an arm triangle. And I actually think an arm triangle is going to be what's here again. I think Jelton Almeida is going to take him down and arm triangle him. Um, the other submission was actually a rear naked choke lost to Daniel Cormier back at uh, UFC 230. Uh, and Almeida is one of these guys who, you know, does rear naked choke a lot of people. But I think it's hard, just the pure size of Derrick Lewis, even though Almeida is long and everything like that, and it is definitely a possibility. I think it's uh, not, not easy by any means but an easier submission to arm triangle someone like Derek Lewis you almost use his size against him when you have those long limbs like Almeida does um, I, I think that's what's going to happen like I think he's going to take him down pass the guard land a few shots pass the guard again maybe or, or maybe even get, you know get onto uh, get into the mount put in the arm triangle obviously jump out to the the left hand side and uh uh, and turn that clock and, and start submitting him and, and, and start choking him more there. And that's the way I think it'll go. Like, like literally, simply like that. I think it'll be in the first round as well, uh, if you want a, a flyer maybe or something like that. The odds are, like, I, I complain about this a lot in the show, but the odds are unbelievably late coming out this week. I'm like, we got to get this show out or no one will ever see it. But yeah, the, the odds are just so late coming out that the, all, the, all those props aren't there, but the prop to win by submission is there. And that's the bet I'm going for, minus 125. Look, I, I think... I don't think Derek will be able to t stop him from taking him down. The only thing I think he can do is hit him when he's on the way down. And I don't think that's a realistic method of victory, if I'm being honest. Um, I think um, I think Almeida is just going to be too, as I said, I use the word crafty too quick to uh, to get caught with that. And and I think he will get the, uh, the victory here pre in a pretty straightforward manner. Um, all right, next bet. The one I alluded to. Uh, earlier on is Carbajalio and he is minus 260 to win here um, I I really like uh, I really like Carbajalio and I really like 
his chances here over uh, Abus uh, Magomedov, obviously who went in there the last time uh, and didn't have the best performance in the world, let's put it that way, against Sean Strickland. Now, do you know what? There's there's kind of two ways of looking at that Sean Strickland loss for uh, for uh, Magomedov, and there's one way. Like he was in the main event, he he only fought for what 19 seconds in his UFC up until that, and all of that, uh, and you could almost write it off, you know. And he did well in the first round. The other way you could look at it is he wasn't able to get him out of there, and when he wasn't, when the pressure was put onto him, he kind of wilted. And lost to that. Um, and I think that's exactly what Kaubahalia will look at, the second part of that. And I think that's exactly how he will beat him. Uh, I was watching his fight back. He's, he's, it was actually his last fight against uh, Mikhail Ozeshuk. And he finished him almost around the exact, exact same time. It was only a minute or two apart from him uh, as, the, uh, as the Strickland fight with, uh, with Abus. And he did a similar enough... Um, I wouldn't say maybe a similar thing, but he had a similar enough game plan, I think, that he will have to have against Abbas to win this fight. Strike with him. Stay in there with him. Don't let him beat you to every punch. And f- basically fight back and fight back and fight back. Uh, a lot of times with a guy like Megamedov, when he's such like a, a domineering style, if he lets, you know, if guys let him dominate him, basically, he will win. But if they don't, it's tough to keep up that style. And I think Bahalio is very good at fighting against the style like that. And I think, you know, the pro- I, I was a bit iffy about the price, to be honest. I was like, maybe that's a bit, maybe minus 260 is a bit much. But I, the more I watch tape on both of these guys, even watching a bit of the, the Muradov fight, you know, and I know he's gone to a decision a couple of times, but I do think it's, uh, a very favourable matchup for Bahalio. Now, having said that, it'd be easy to write off Megamedov based on that Strickland performance, and I'm absolutely not doing that. There's, there's, I'm not doing that. I still think he can win fights in that division. I still think he could go on a run. You know, he's a, a very talented guy. But I, I just think the whole, the world of Bahalio. I really, really do. As I said, him and Almeida are the two guys. I, I think are, are really, really good, um, like championship level fighters. Um, and I think this is a massive test for him. But if this test is passed, I think we'll be looking at that minus 260 price again. We're probably saying, oh, geez, how did I kind of get past that? And, I, you know, those are the bets I don't like. Those are the bets I don't, I don't like passing up. So I'd rather throw it in there at minus 260 than not. Um, a, couple of, a couple of other small points, I think, for Bahalio, right? Um. Megamedov, he's kind of that that style he has, where he's on the outside and and you know the the how would you call it that uh, pressure counter fighter, but also like he he's less of a less of a counter fighter. I, I you know you I always kind of think McGregor when you think pressure counter fighter, but less of a counter, more almost pressure to counter to pressure with shots coming with the pressure as well. He's a tough style to fight against, but a guy like Bahalio, right? I noticed in a couple of his fights. He's very good when people do pressure him and kind of get in the clinch and win in the clinch. Um, and the clinch in the middle of the cage as well, even with those like nasty elbows on the inside and things like that. Those are the sort of things, right, that 
are not big in terms of like you look back at the fight afterwards and unless you're doing like a fine tooth comb analytical look at it you might mention them but they're the sort of thing that when you win a clinch against someone who's pressuring you because you have stopped the pressure with the clinch and won with the clinch it'll make them more reluctant to enter again and that's how you change a guy right that's how you change the approach of a guy by making them think like the best thing to, to stop leg kicks is to check one leg kick, you know? It makes them think about the next leg kick. And I think Bahalio's ability to clinch in the center, that, that was really a big factor of me saying kind of yes, I'm pressing the yes button on this bet. Um, I think he will break it with that and then start pressuring himself, start landing the shots. And another part of it as well, even though, you know, he's gone to a few decisions now over the last few fights, I think he's dangerous. Like, he's he's not the one-punch knockout guy, although he can be, or, or a big head kick or something like that, but he does hit hard, and he throws hard as well. And, like, uh, I think it's the next fight coming up. That matters if you're looking on the judges as well, and I think that will be something that might get him uh, over the edge on this one. So, Cabajalio, minus 260, straight up. Uh, and, indeed, it is the, the next bet uh, that I'm talking about, the power as well. And it's Denise Gomez. Um, I'm going for her to win over Angela Hill uh, and it is at minus 130 now that bet has kind of moved around uh, a little bit um, in the last few days you can get uh, actually it's just moved since I looked at it an hour ago it's minus 121 now so minus uh, 121 that bet is at the at the moment um, and the you know with all bets like this, I suppose, coming in from minus 150 to minus 121, it's always interesting to look at those lines and see, okay, what's the reason for that? And I think the reason for that is uh, maybe twofold. Um, I think Denise Gomez is, is a good fighter, but, you know, 10 fights into her career... May, you know, maybe not the the known entity at 23 years of age that some other uh, people are only, you know, only three fights into her UFC career, lost one of them, and, you know, another one was only, only 20 seconds long, whereas Angela Hill has been around for a very, very long time. Um, but I think the difference in this fight... Uh, and the reason I'm gone for it, and the reason I think that price of, my, you know, I was given a minus 130, but minus 121 is very good. is because she will win rounds against Angela Hill. Look, Angela is a very tough person to get out of there. She's lost 13 times in her career and only been finished twice, never been knocked out. Two submissions. So she's very, very hard to get out of there. But if you look at her record as well, she's 15 wins and 10 of them have gone to the decision. So, you know, and the other five have been knockouts. So she's not the biggest knockout artist in the world. It's, it's, almost certainly going to be a decision if Angela Hill wins or if she loses, you know, which is a funny thing to say. So you ha- you almost have to look at how the other person will win or lose that decision, right? How Denise Gomez win or loses the decision is is this. I think she, let's start off with loses the decision. I think she loses the decision by fluffing on her big shots and getting jabbed around by Angela Hill, who, you know, is not the best fighter in the world, but is a very good I would say a very good technical, um, uh, technical tactician. Let's put it that way, you know. Uh, and and it's the reason why I think she thinks she's robbed in a lot of her fights because she think, well, I put on, I fought technically well and I put on the right tactical fight, yet I still lost, right? Um, and and it bewilders her a lot. And I, I look, a lot of that is because of maybe uh, uh. Not the biggest uh, studying of the criteria, possibly, right? Uh, 
So that's how you lose to a fighter like that. You get out tacticked and out techniqued by him. Um, how do you beat them? You land the harder shots. You look at the judging criteria and you say, "What? How do I win a fight like that?" And uh, what does judging criteria say? You know, the more immediately impactful shots. So Angela Hill, this genuinely here. Here's my prediction for this fight. Here's my prediction. Angela Hill outstrikes Denise Gomez by double the amount of strikes. And Denise Gomez wins maybe 30, 27, 29, 28. That's, that, that's my prediction for this one. Um, I think she is going to just throw bigger and land more than Angela Hill uh, in terms of the power shots. Angela Hill is going to land more jabs, land more combinations maybe but Gomez is going to land a harder shots she's going to throw at her and she is going to connect the odd time and the way Angela Hill fights it's only going to take two or three around like you you've seen you know we've seen Chido Vera fighting recently and lots of his fights have been he's losing he's losing he's losing he gets a big knockdown and wins the round that's that's MMA these days and do you know what that's good I think it should be like that right and I think that's how Denise Gomez should fight this fight and I think that's how she will win this fight. Um I think she's obviously younger, quicker than Angela Hill. She she has the, the size differential. Angela Hill always has it over people in terms of they're the same height actually, but Angela Hill is, you know, it fights a, I would say she probably has a longer reach, maybe she fights a very long, long type of way. Um but Denise Gomez just needs to kind of come inside, maybe a bit Mike Tyson and land that shots to the body and shots over the top. And she can do it, you know, watching back her fight uh, against Bruna Brazil, she did a great job of landing that, especially I know she got the finish in the midway. A point of the second uh, round, I believe it was, but she, early even she was doing well. She kind of got knocked down at one stage in that fight, but she came back as well. So she's not one of those fighters who just, you know, who will wilt under pressure or anything like that. So, yeah, I really favor Denise Gomez there, and I'm going for her to win uh, at um, at minus one two one. Right, the next fight I'm going to is, I believe, the first time I've ever given a bet. From Octagon and the Octagon card coming up this weekend is very, very, very good. Um, former Cage World Champion Aaron Aby is taking on Elias Garcia in the main event for the Flyweight title. Scott Askham, the, the former KSW standout, is on that as well. Uh, Akon Wanless, who's a very, very good uh, up and comer, he's fought a few times in Cage Wars, he's on it. Um, George Staines, who uh, is one of the top amateurs over the last few years in the UK is fighting Dennis Frimpong who's uh, a star like they, they have this show the Octagon show at the moment and Dennis is a real star that I think he's a couple of fights into his career but he's a good fighter and a very good up and comer as well and there's many others Alex Lahore Lee Chadwick um, and more are on the card uh, as well so very very interesting but I, I too think the highest quality fight on this card is Jack Cartwright and Anton Rakic Cartwright, we all know him from Cage Warriors. Rakic, we all know him from, uh, I suppose, KSW. You know, down through the years, he's been there at the very, very top. Fought some of the very, very best. The likes of Jack Ovishlak, uh, Sebastian Privish, Damien Stasiak, um, and more. You know, down down through the years, he's a very, very good fighter. And Jack Cartwright has one of the, you know, one of, one of the craziest, I suppose, uh... European best MMA careers over the last couple of years like he's only fought twice since that unbelievable uh, win over uh, um, Gerardo Fanny back in 2020 
got dis- disqualified or his opponent even got disqualified for headbutts uh, Sylvester Miller against him in 2021 then he had an opportunity in Dana White Contender Series uh, which he unfortunately lost um, after being you know a 10-0 undefeated fighter up until that and we haven't seen him in uh, in over a year but he comes back here at Octagon with I suppose a lot to prove um, and he is my bet for the week Um at my, uh, sorry, my, my fourth bet for the week at minus 105 uh, in this fight with Rakic. Um, I, uh, like, I just have a lot of time for Jack Cartwright. I think he's a fantastic fighter. Um, I think he will bounce back. I I, I, I just think... I, I watched a few of the, the, the Rakic fights uh, and he's a very strong, well-built, muscular man and... <laughs> you put the two of them together, you might say, oh, Carwright's not going to outpower him. But I think Rakic is, is a little bit slower than he once was. And I don't think he has the power for a guy like Carwright to be massively afraid of him. And I'm actually just looking at his record here. He's only one knockout in his... Uh, almost 40 fights so you know i hadn't even seen that before i made that point after watching a few of the fights a lot of submissions obviously very good on the ground and maybe that'll make carry think a little bit about it but carry can fight on the feet or on the ground he's a very good striker but he's a brilliant wrestler takes lad down and beats him up there and i think i think he will wait and be more patient with that but i do think he will take rackage down and i do think he will kind of beat him up there uh it's a very very good fight and the reason why it's it's that close is because of that you with Cartwright, right Cartwright, right um a guy who's fought you know basically only fought once in three years you know with the, with the disqualification and that was a weird fight which he didn't fight that well in and he he lost Jesus, it's hard for me to come on here and say, oh, this guy is still a top, top prospect. You know, the world changes very quickly in, in MMA in that, qui- in that time. But I can't, I, I can't just ignore all my previous thoughts about him being a top prospect. I really, really can't. Um, and if he is fully prepared coming in here, if he gives it, you know, he's all in terms of preparation, but he's all in terms of the the, the the physical preparation, but the mental and technical and tactical preparation as well. I think this is a winnable fight for him. I really do. And I'm 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 taking that leap and I'm picking him. If you're thinking about betting on him and you, you think, okay, Sean, you're you're taking too much of a leap there, it's three years and all that, uh, with only you know, with only a handful of minutes in the cage then don't bet on it. You know, that, that'd, be, that, that'd be my advice. But I'm taking that leap and I'm giving it as one of my bets at minus 105 this week. All right. The, um, maybe my favorite fight of the weekend is in the flyer of the week. And this is from this very good one championship card, uh, which I have a preview out for. Please check it out. Um, I'm going for Ji uh, Won Kang to win via knockout. Now, the, the price isn't, exa- isn't out on this yet. Um, but I'm gonna. I, I'd say it will be approximately plus four hundred to get the the knockout here. Uh, he is plus two four five to win straight up. Uh, I was going to give that, but I want to give you a bit of a better one. So we uh, check in the comment section below. The closer it gets, hopefully the uh, the prop lines will be out. But I'm going for him to win via knockout. Um, and if you haven't seen my preview, uh, please do. But I talked about this fight an awful lot. You know, Kang is your old school. Uh, stro- um, sorry, definitely not an old school striker. This is an old school striker versus uh, uh wrestler matchup, 
Um, Tynan is the old school wrestler. Go in, try to take you down, try to beat you on the ground. Kang is, <laughs> he's a wonder boy, MVP-esque type of fighter, just moves for a heavyweight. If you haven't seen one of these, this one of these guys, one of the fights of this guy, please do. They're all on YouTube. He is such an entertainer. He knocked out Paul Elliott, who's a top striker, uh, slapped him in his last fight. He beat Ali, uh, Amir Ali Akbari. Slept him in a round as well. The only fight he's ever lost is Buchecha. Worryingly, I suppose, who did take him down and submit him. I don't think Tynan is as good as Buchecha, to be honest. I, I think I watched uh, all of Tynan's fights. If, if not, if you know, maybe I, I missed out one, but um, he is a guy who gets hit. He almost got knocked out in his last fight. He isn't the guy who, like, he, he tries to go straight out and take you down, but he isn't always successful with that, especially against a guy like Ji Won Kang, who is very good with his movement, who's very elusive and isn't very easily taken down. Okay, Buchecha did take him down after a while, but he's also the type of guy who will hit you when you're trying to take him down, and he only needs one shot. He's massively powerful, massive head kicks. He, This guy is brilliant. Um, I, I He's one of my favorite fighters to watch, uh, and I do think he will knock out Ben Tynan here, probably in the first round. If you want to give me the first round bet as well, I'll throw that in there. But that's my flyer of the week. Jin uh, Wong Kang to win via knockout uh, against Bin Tainan. Please check out my, my full previews set for that. Um, all right, those are the five bets. I'm gonna now I'm on one championship. I'm gonna gonna stick with him and go through a few of the other prices over there. Obviously, one championship have um, uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai and other things like that as well. Uh, I, I won't go fully into them, but just I'll give you the prices quickly. Jonathan Haggerty is minus 200 favour over Andrade plus 160. I think he should probably be a bit, of, a bit of a bigger favourite there. It's kickboxing with a Muay Thai fighter and MMA fighter. I talk a little bit about that in the preview, so I'll, I'll leave that there, but uh, Tyree Atola is a massive favourite in his grappling match against uh, Megamed Abdul Khalidov, plus 400 for him, minus 550 for Ritolo. In the other MMA fights, Halil Amir is, I think, justified a minus 900 favourite over Ahmed Mushtaba, who lost to uh, Sage Narcot. People remember last time out, but he's, he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. Um, Mongbo is minus 320 favourite. I do like her against Miura. Uh, um, I spoke about the, the Kang and Tynan fight, plus 245, minus 305 for Tynan. Um, and then the last MMA fight is Jeremy Miado, who's minus five, 155 over Alito Aliwang, who is plus 125 there. Um, and uh, I was coming and on about that on the preview show. I probably will just lean towards that. That's a rematch, isn't it? Yeah, I, I lean towards Miado. I think it was doing well. And the first one, actually, who, who did I lean? I can't remember who I leaned on the preview show. My, my, my preview show was I, I I recorded it last week and it had much more uh, better memory for me in that one. So go and watch the preview show and get my proper pick for that one. <laughs> I'm, that's how bad my memory is. I forget something I did like five days ago. Uh, right, let's look at some of the other prices from elsewhere. Um, uh, the UFC. I was going to put Fakrinov against Dos Santos as one of my bets. And and I was going to pick Fakradinov, but he's minus three fifty. Um, I, I I like I still like uh, uh, um, Alessio He's got Dos Santos as a fighter. I don't I don't maybe like him for this fight. I think that price is a, maybe a, a touch too big for me, so I've avoided that one. Um, speaking of Aaron Bronson on the podcast last week, and he really likes uh, Victor Petrino 
who's fighting the former Cage Warriors 205 champion Modestus Pekowskis here, who had a phenomenal performance last time out. Pekowskis, the underdog, a plus 163, minus 200 for Petrino. This is a bet I'm definitely avoiding because I am really not sure who's going to win this fight. Like, really not sure who's going to win a toss-up for me. I have no pick for you. Um, I, I, you know, I think the line is just about right. Um, and maybe Petrino might be ahead, but God, I don't know. I don't know. Then we've Hill and Gomez, obviously, we spoke about. Uh, Edward... Eduardo Maura against Montserrat Ruiz. Uh, Ruiz, the big uh, underdog at minus, uh, sorry, plus 400. Maura, the favorite at minus 526. Um, and yeah, uh, let me just scroll down here and get the rest of the uh, betting prices there. Um, the straight up prices for Lewis and Almeida is plus 375. Obviously, for Lewis, minus 500 for Almeida. Go for Almeida there, but I like the submission bet. Dalby and Bonfim, interesting. Nicholas Dalby is always a good underdog bet. Um, you can get him as far up here as plus 450, around the minus 600 for Bonfim, I do think. Obviously, Bonfim is a massive favorite there for me, as, as well as the, the bookmakers. Uh, May is a Nascimento. Again, you know, probably just take the, the underdog there. <laughs> May is a plus 145. Uh, you, you never know about the big boys. Uh, I like Petrosian and Hodolfo Vieira. Petrosian performed well in his last couple of fights. They're both minus 110 for this fight. I'm not, yeah, I probably have to go Petrosian based on what he did last time out. Uh, the other Bonfim Mishmael against Vim Pachel, uh, minus 500, I think is the, the correct price there. Right. Um, so what have we left? We have Octagon left. And the Aaron A.B. fight in the main event against Alice uh, Garcia. I don't know a, a whole ton about Garcia, if I'm being honest. Minus 188. I do like A.B. though at plus 140. Very, very good. Uh, fighter who's been around for a good while. One is a minus uh, 175 against Jakob uh, Baknik. Um, you know, one is, is one of these guys, if if he produces what he can produce, he'll win that fight. But I'm, I don't know if he always produces it. If you want to put it that way, so maybe you want to, uh, maybe you want to avoid common days fighting uh, Shoaib Yusuf. Yusuf the favorite minus three fifty. I think that's just about right. Uh, Alex Lahore against Ian Sardu, who's the favorite minus one three at plus one five for Lahore. Uh, yeah, I'd be going for Ian in that one. Shimrock, my a big favorite, uh, uh, minus five. 49 to the plus 350 of his opponent. Lee Chadwick is a favourite as well for his fight. Uh, Scott Ascom is a, a minus 200 favourite. I think he'll get back to winning ways there as well. Um, Aaron McDonald, very interesting fight against uh, Haseen, who were both on the show. I think McDonald uh, produced a very good win on that. I think at minus 110, that's a very good bet there. I think he'll have enough for Haseen, even though Haseen has the, uh, uh, the experience on him, but I do think he will win that. Um... I think there's, there's two comedians fighting. I'll, I'll leave that one for someone uh, who cares about that shite to talk about. And uh, the Frimpong Stains fight. It's very interesting. Stains minus 188 plus 140. I think if you'd done the bet nods for this before the show, you'd probably have Stains at plus 400, maybe, you know, based on his reputation. But uh, Frimpong impressed a lot of people on that show. This guy is 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 means business, uh, you know, and uh, I, I, like it's on YouTube. I'd encourage anyone to watch the show. I'd Paddy Hoolan on talking about it a few weeks ago. Please check that out as well. But um, very entertaining. It's like old school tough. It was actually really good, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to to, to watching this card based on it. But yeah, 
toss of the coin again on that one. You probably like you probably have to take Stains based on the fight. I know the Irish contingent will kill me, but I think Stains based on that price is a good one. But Frimpong can hit, and he's very well-rounded, very good fighter, and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that. Actually, Reason have a card as well over the weekend. Uh, Chichiro Suzuki is uh, is on it. Tafik Mosayev is on this card. Justin Scoggins against Amenman uh, Mamedov. Uh, Scoggins a big favorite uh, in that one, and there's uh, other people on that as well. So. Lots of MMA to go around this week. There's a superior challenge card as well. Carlisle Brexton, the former uh, Bellator light heavyweight standout, is on that. He's a big favorite in his fight over Diego Dixon uh, as well. So, um, yeah, lot of, uh, a lot of uh, mixed martial arts to, to keep you entertained over the weekend. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate every single one of you. If you could, could you give it a thumbs up? Could you give it a subscribe? I'd really appreciate it if you did. It means a lot. And uh, we will uh, we will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.